Well, good evening, Family Church Haven. Welcome to Sunday Night Local. Whether you're watching this live right now on Sunday the 18th of April uh, at 8 p.m., massive welcome to you if you're joining live this evening. Or maybe you're catching up with us a little bit later on uh, during the week at one time or another. Then thank you for joining in uh, with tonight's study as we look at something in particular in just a moment. Uh, but we've had a brilliant Sunday today. This morning we welcomed back our school-aged children to Kids Church and that was brilliant to see the kids coming in and being a part of their kids church programs and some of the parents watch the live stream, the online service in the main hall as well. So it was just great to have the building buzzing with atmosphere once again. And of course, we've announced this week that in June, we will all be back um, together celebrating God's goodness. So we're very much looking forward to that. Don't forget that between now and then, we have a number of different events that we continue to run. Uh, smaller in-person gatherings and we have one on Wednesday which is the worship night so if you haven't yet registered for Wednesday evening's worship night and you want to be a part of that why not take a moment this evening just to log in and to register for that event it only takes two minutes well not even that one minute to register for that event and be a part of what we're going to do on Wednesday evening so I'm going to dive straight into God's word this evening and we are beginning a brand new series of thoughts that we're going to be in for a number of weeks and it's entitled we are team we are team now i'm going to explain what i mean by that uh, throughout tonight and in this series because at first hearing that may sound a bit of a strange uh, title for a series we are team but we're actually going to be looking ahead to june and when we gather again and we're going to really be pausing over the next few weeks and reminding ourselves through scripture of the power of a local church and reminding ourselves of how God wants to use the church in our area, in this nation and in the world around us. And we're going to speak about how we individually have a role to play within that. Now, as you look through scripture, as we're going to do over the next few weeks, um, you'll see that church is described in a number of ways throughout the New Testament for a number of uh, ways that we could look at the church is described as the bride of Christ it's described as the body it's described as a family as a flock as the uh, building of God as a royal priesthood as a people of God Revelation talks of it as a lampstand it's described as God's army a number of different ways that as you read through the pages of the New Testament the church is described a number of different images that are used for the church. And in this series, we're going to look firstly at the church as a body. Then we're going to look at the church as a family. We're going to talk about the cause of Christ that the church is here um, to live for and to be a part of. And we're going to look at how we all individually play a part of this as a kingdom team. We are team. Now, if you uh, know me, you know that especially before I became a Christian, um, I was very much into football. I still uh, enjoy football, but before my conversion into Christianity, it was my God. It was everything that I lived for. Uh, every weekend was spent traveling around the country, um, just worshiping these men kicking a, a football into the back of a net. Uh, and it was my life. But something about football that you know, even if you don't really watch it too much, is that there are different teams with different kits, playing in different stadiums, maybe with different chants that the fans sing, maybe with a different ethos in the way that they play. And yet, no matter what team they represent, they all have this in common. Every single football team has this in common, that their aim 
is to score goals and to win matches. That's the aim at the end of the day. They can be as different as you like, but they all have this common aim to score goals and to win matches. Now, when it comes to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus Christ, is made up of so many different local churches who maybe are from different denominations, who sing different songs, who maybe um, worship in different buildings. Some may even rent school halls or, or different places in the community. Uh, and there's different community outreaches that they do. There's different styles of worship. And yet the truth is, again, they all have this in common. Though their outwork may be different, they all, for those who place their faith in Jesus Christ, have this in common, that their aim is to win souls to make disciples and to extend the kingdom of God. Now, where this differs from the football analogy that I just used is this, that we're not competing against one another, or at least we shouldn't be. It's such an ugly thing when you see churches competing against one another. That's not the kingdom of God way. We have a common enemy, but we also have a common king, amen? And so we celebrate all churches that preach the true gospel message. We celebrate in heaven all the churches that God is using at this time. But our focus over the next few weeks in this series as we look forward to June is to look at the church where God has placed us, Family Church, and specifically the congregation that we're in, Family Church, haven't. And I want to talk about how God wants to use us post-lockdown and how you individually have a role to play in that, just as I individually do as well. Now, as I said, we're going to look at various aspects of what the church is or how it's described in the New Testament. We're going to look at our role in it. And then on the fifth week of this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do uh, what we've advertised um, so far this week, uh, a gather and build night, gathering family, building team. And that's going to be an opportunity for us to talk about our future and our tomorrows, but also how we can all individually play our part in how God wants to use us moving forward. So tonight we're going to begin with this thought of the church being a body. Now there's many different passages in the New Testament, we're going to look at a, a number of them this evening, that talk about the church as a body. So turn your Bibles if you've got them to Romans chapter 12, that's where we're going to begin this evening, verse 4. Just grab a drink, Romans 12, we're going to look at verses 4 to 8. Now as I said, there's a number of different passages tonight and that's a good thing when you're uh, getting ready and getting together to study God's word. Um, so if you've got a notebook just make a note of these verses and maybe catch them another time or if you've got your bible um, have it open uh, to these verses that we're going to study together this evening. So Romans 12 verses 4 to 8 says this, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of a one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So Paul is saying here, he's using this 
analogy that we read many times in the New Testament, we're going to look at a number of them this evening, that he says, just as the physical body of a person is made up of many parts, so it is with the body of Christ, the church on this earth, that he likens the body of Christ to be the church. And he says it's got many parts and each part has a role to play. And he, he gives some examples. He says, maybe you have a gift of prophecy. And we've looked at that in the series that we've just been in, haven't we, in the Believer's Toolbox. He says, maybe you can prophesy. If you can, then use that gift. He says, maybe you're an encourager. If that's your gift, then be somebody who encourages. Maybe you're somebody who gives generously. Uh, maybe you are a teacher. And he gives all these different examples. And he's making the point that each part of a body is valued and each part is needed. You know, what I love about Family Church Haven is that it's made up of many different people, of different backgrounds, of different cultures, of different upbringings, of different skill sets naturally, of different spiritual gifts, of different personalities. We're wired so differently and yes, God brings us together to make a difference in the corner of the earth where we find ourselves right now, to bring us to this team but no matter what age or stage of life you're at you have a role to play in that whether you're a youth in ignition or whether you're a little bit older than that and you've been collecting your pension for a number of years now you have a role to play whether you're full of life or whether you're, you're, you're a little bit more tired everyone in one sense or another has a role to play in this body now of course this talk of one body many parts um, may sound very current may sound are very familiar because of course we've been touching upon it in the series that we've just been in on the believer's toolbox the gifts of the holy spirit and i want us to read some verses in 1 corinthians chapter 12 a chapter that we've been in a lot over this uh, series that's just gone 1 corinthians chapter 12 we're going to read verses 12 to 17 1 corinthians 12 12 to 17 again paul underlines a similar thought he says the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And he talks into that moment. He says, some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Now, listen to these verses that I'm about to read and think of them through the lens and the context of family church heaven that you are a part of. He says this, yes, the body has many different parts not just one part. If a foot says, I'm not a part of a body because I'm not a hand, how does that make it any less a part of a body? And if the ear says, I'm not a part of a body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of a body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If the whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? So he's saying that all these different parts function effectively and bring wholeness to the body overall. He says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of a body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should be not seen, while the more honourable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, 
so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. Now listen to how he rounds these verses off. He says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. So I love those thoughts coming through that he's saying, do you know what? We need the eye, we need the nose, we need the, the, the mouth, we need all these different parts. Otherwise, think of it in the context of family church heaven. If we all had the same personality, if we all had the same background, if we all had the same spiritual giftings, we would be a very one-dimensional ministry in the way that God could use us. So again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we have this thought coming through that we are a part of something and together we form the body of Christ. Now, this is true at whatever level you zoom in or you zoom out. You can zoom right into family church heaven and you can say all of us are a part of the overall body called family church heaven. You can zoom out a little bit more in the context of family church as an entire ministry and say family church heaven is a part of a body called family church that God is using in this area of the world. You could zoom out even more and talk about the UK church. You could zoom out across the globe and say that family church is a part of the overall global body of Christ on this earth. You see how you can zoom in or zoom out and you'll see over and over again this thought coming through scripture that we individually or as a congregation or as a church are part of the overall body of Christ. A few more verses for us to look at that underline this thought of church as a body of Christ. Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 16. Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 16 says this, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to the same uh, unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. There's that thought again. Christ is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part does its special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Make a note of those three things. Healthy, growing and full of love. So what is underlined here is for again, that Jesus may have ascended to heaven. He may be right now at the right hand of the Father, but he has left a body on the earth that is called the church. He is the head, the church is his body, and we individually are parts of that body on the earth. Now, when we do our part together, the whole body functions effectively. And it actually says here that you doing your part and me doing my part helps the body to be healthy and growing. You know, in a physical body, when there's an organ that isn't functioning correctly or a part of a body isn't doing its part, then what you see is that it will stunt growth and development and health. 
So maybe with a young child, if an organ isn't functioning correctly in the body, it will stunt their growth, it will stunt their development. Likewise, uh, in, in, in terms of an adult body, if a part of a body isn't functioning, then that healthy adult may become unwell. So physically, the key to a physical body functioning is each part of a body doing its bit. Likewise, spiritually, the key to a spiritual body function, the body of Christ, is the same. Each part of a body playing its part. And the church, when every part is playing its role effectively, will be healthy, will be growing, and will be full of love. That's what we want for family church heaven, isn't it? That the church is full of love. That the church displays Christ's love on this earth to each other and beyond the four walls of who we are. Jesus said, by this they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So we want to be a church that's full of love. We want to be a church that's healthy. And as a result, we want to be a church that grows. Colossians 1 verse 18. Again, this thought coming through a lot of scripture I'm throwing out at you um, tonight. But I just really want to get this point across this evening. Colossians 1 verse 18. Now in Colossians chapter 1, Paul is talking about the supremacy of Jesus. And he's talking about Jesus being first place. He's talking about Jesus creating all things uh, and all things coming through Jesus. And as part of that, he says this in verse 18 of Colossians chapter 1. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. So I don't know how clear we can make it. Paul underlines this over and over again in so many different letters to so many different churches. He is making this point that the church is the body of Christ all throughout the New Testament. Let's look at one more this evening. Ephesians chapter 1, 22 to 23. So all these different churches that he's writing to making the same point. And he says this in verse 22 of Ephesians chapter 1. He says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. There it is again. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Let me read this from a passage, uh, a message paraphrase. It says this, at the centre of all of this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and by which he acts and by which he fills everything with his presence. So according to the way that that is written, the way that Jesus is going to speak to the church today and act in the world today is through the local church. So let's make that local and personal for us in heaven. The way that Jesus is going to speak to the people of heaven is, guess what? Through the local church, through family church and every other single church that's preaching a true gospel message. That's how he's going to speak to those people in that community. The way that he's going to act in heaven is through the local church, through family church, heaven and through every other church that preaches the true gospel message and are a true kingdom people. That's how he'll act through us using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, through us displaying the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And not just when we gather together on a Sunday morning, but when we're in the workplace. When we're talking to neighbours, when we are filling up our car with petrol, when we're in the shop, when we're at the school gate, wherever we might be, God has an opportunity to speak through us as the church of Jesus Christ, to act through us 
as well. The church is the vehicle through which Jesus will bring people to himself to a moment of salvation and repentance and true redemption. And he says that you and I have a role to play in that. Isn't that an incredible thought that we get to be a part of the body of Christ? If we could really understand that, not to see church as just church, something we uh, religiously are a part of, but the fact that we are a part of the body of Christ on this earth, and not just on a Sunday, but every day that we are alive. Again, no matter what you're gifting, no matter what your education status looks like, no matter what your background, no matter what your age is, you have a part to play. You are a part of the body of Christ. So what's our response to this? I think we've laboured the point and laid the foundation that the church is the body of Christ. What's our response to this? Here's the first part. Find out what your part is and begin to function for the benefit of a body. Think about what part of a body you are and begin to function for the effective health of a body. So if you are an arm, be an arm, don't try to be a leg. If you're a liver, don't try to be the heart. Be who God has called you to be in the body. Now, sometimes you may say, well, well, where do I fit? What part am I? I get asked that question sometimes. And my response is often things like this. Think about your natural skill set. Think about the spiritual gifts you believe that you have been given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Think about your passions, but also be ready to just serve the kingdom of God. And so some people, as we've spoken about over the last few weeks, may have a spiritual gift of, um, say, prophecy. Again, if you have a spiritual gift of prophecy, the charisma of prophecy, then use that effectively for the body of Christ to equip, to encourage. Maybe you have a spiritual gift of discernment. Again, use that gift as God has given it to you. You may be somebody who's naturally and spiritually a great encourager. Then I want to encourage you to be an encourager to people who are part of Family Church Haven. Be the best encourager that you can be for the sake and the health of Family Church Haven. That doesn't just mean on a Sunday morning, but that may be phoning people up throughout the week or texting them or Facebook messaging them or whatever it might be to be an encourager in their world. You may be great with youth, get involved with you. You may be a great listener, be somebody who others can talk to. Use what God has given to you. You may be brilliant with tech. I'm not. I can switch on my Chromebook and use that effectively and do spreadsheets. But beyond that, I don't know how to lay cabling. I don't know how to run a sound desk, but other people do. They're gifted in that way. You may uh, be great at the gift of hospitality. And you can use that within the context of your home, but also within the context of a local church. You may have a passion for evangelism. You may have a gift uh, for administration. You may be um, a brilliant gardener. You may be great at DIY. You may be fantastic with kids. Use what God has given to you. Can you see how you can use your natural giftings, your spiritual abilities, your passions, your heart for the house to play a part in the body? But the body will only benefit when you function in your role. Find out where you fit. Find out what part of a body you are and begin to function for the benefit and the health and the growth of the overall body. Another point I want to make is this. Love where God has placed you. You know, as we look to our future, I really want to underline this point. Love where God has placed you. You know, there's a lot of talk 
in today's world of of positive self-image and and body self-image and all that kind of stuff and this phrase gets thrown out love the body you're in now i don't want to talk about that physically tonight but spiritually i want to put that to you love the body you are in i'm talking that in two ways tonight the local church you're in but also if you're a part of a ministry team the team that you're in as well let's start with the local body love the body you're in do you know Family Church haven't, and I've said this many times, will never be a perfect congregation or a perfect church. Why? Because you're in it, and because I'm in it, and because I lead it. And so, yes, we've been perfected in Christ, but we're all a work in progress. We're all on this journey of sanctification. We haven't yet reached the final destination of where Jesus would have us be. And so no church is perfect and family church haven't isn't perfect. And so there will be times uh, where you um, feel let down or there will be times where um, you're upset or there will be times where maybe even you disagree with somebody else in the body about a secondary issue as long as the primary issue is there that or Jesus Christ is the way of the truth and the life there may be secondary issues on which you differ with somebody else but do you know what we're going to talk about this next week the church is a family and families thrive in the context of love so I want to encourage you let's live in love towards one another Remember all the things that we spoke about last week in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, what love is in the context of spiritual gifts, but also beyond that in the way that we are with one another. If you missed last week, I'd encourage you to watch uh, the, the, the episode of Sunday Night Local that we filmed last week, all about loving one another. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's love the church that we are in. Let's love the congregation where God has placed us and let's get ready for God to work in and for us. And then I mentioned teams. If you are part of a team or whether when we gather and build you become a part of a team, I wanted to encourage you to champion your team, to love the team and the role that you play. Be passionate about the part of the body of Christ that you are in. Let's wrap this up this evening. The church is a body made up of many parts, including you and including me. Jesus wants us to be the church on the earth. Remember, he is the head, we are the body. And some of you uh, who have been around long enough may remember a message that I preached many years ago now, probably a decade or so ago now, where I spoke about the church being Christ's body. And I used this illustration, there was a picture that I found of um, a bodybuilder who had obviously gone a little bit wild with a spray tan and his face was actually a different colour to the rest of his body. And uh, we made the point through this illustration that sometimes the church as a body doesn't match the head of Jesus Christ. That sometimes when people encounter the body, it just seems so distant and so remote, just like that bodybuilder with a different color body to his head because of a spray tan incident gone wrong. We don't want to be like that. We want to be a local church that when people encounter us, they encounter the person of Jesus. They encounter the love of Jesus. They encounter the joy of Jesus. They encounter the hope that is found in Jesus. Let's not be separated from the head, but let's what's in the head flow down into the body. We want to be like the head as we represent him as the body on the earth. So we are the body. And just like a physical body, we complement one another when we all are effective in what we do individually and then come together to work together. We are a kingdom team. And so I wanted right at the beginning of this series, We Are Team, as we look to our future, 
as we look to our tomorrows, as we look with anticipation of not just gathering, but being a force that God can use in that local area of heaven. I just wanted to begin to put these simple thoughts over to you and we're going to begin to unpack them some more and really dig into them a little bit more. But just to get us thinking along those lines as we look to the future, that we are the body of Christ on this earth and God has a part for me to play and God has a part for you to play. And there's an exciting future out there ahead of us. Let me just close by praying this evening. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it quickens us this evening. Father, I pray that those who have ears to hear, let them hear tonight what your spirit is saying. Father, I thank you that your son came to the earth and sowed his body on the cross and he was resurrected and ascended to heaven, but he left a body on this earth, a spiritual body of the church. I thank you that we have a privilege and the opportunity to represent you, Jesus, on the earth. Let us do it so effectively. Let us do it with passion and let us do it with hope, knowing that you will work in and through us in the days that lie ahead. Amen. Amen. Well, join us next week as we begin to unpack this a little bit more. We're going to look at this church as a family uh, next week and how we can continue to play our part. Have a great week and don't forget if you want to be a part of our worship night on Wednesday, straight after this, register for that worship evening. God bless you and have a great week.